Sisterly Advice is sponsored by Pop Girls Ministry. Hi guys and welcome back to Sisterly Advice where we discuss topics that girls face today with scripture from the Bible along with our own personal experiences. I'm Grace and I'm Katie. Today, we're going to be diving into authentic friendship. This is part two of our two-part series on friendship. Reminder that our last episode posted was on how are we supposed to be a good friend, really focusing on ourselves and transforming ourselves. So if you've not listened to that one yet, I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to that before we start into what authentic friendship looks like. But we have our odd fact, of course. Yes. (laughs) So there are 62 million chickens born each day. That's a whole lot of chickens. I like chickens. So notice how we titled this episode Authentic Friendship. Looking at this title really makes me think of what the opposite of an authentic friendship would look like or a fake friendship. With my personal experience, I usually know when a friendship is real or not, but that's when we overcome a fight or disagreement. And I know that's when this is going to be a lasting friendship because we'll be able to overcome any other fights or disagreements or quarrels that we have in the Mm -hmm. future. And I know we touched on this in our last episode when we said that good friends will overcome their quarrels no matter how long it takes. Exactly. As I was looking at authentic friendship I was noticing three repeating ideas of what define authentic friendship and Bible verses that support that. So authentic friendship is encouraging, forgiving, and Christ-centered. So like I said, it is encouraging. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. I mean, that just straight up says that our job is to encourage and build each other up. So authentic friendship is encouraging. Now it is also forgiving. Colossians 3.13 says, Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. We are bare, kind of supposed to tolerate, and we're supposed to forgive one another. Authentic friendship is forgiving. And lastly, authentic friendship is Christ-centered. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. The day drawing near refers to when Christ is going to return. So if you are seeing the day drawing near, you have to be Christ-centered. You have to be thinking about that. And that's what we are to do as friends. We are to have fellowship. This is what it's saying. We are to stir up one another. We are to come together. We're to meet. That's fellowship and that's Christ-centered. There's a few things also that I notice that friends are. Friends are people to rejoice with and to mourn with. Mourn means to be saddened over something, mostly to be sad over a loss. And so Romans 12, 15 says, rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. We are supposed to be there for whatever our friend needs at the time. We're supposed to rejoice with them. We're supposed to weep with them. That's what authentic friendship does. They're there for one another and they kind of take their moods and build one, uh, build one another up or bolster one another. They're just there. Mm-hmm. And why do we need these authentic friendships? Well, based on Genesis 2.18, we're not meant to be alone. We actually need friendships. 
Genesis 2.18 says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. So now in this, this one's specifically talking that um, Adam needed Eve, his wife. Mm -hmm. But couples, they're supposed to also be best friends. But no matter what, you are supposed to have someone that walks alongside you, whether that be a best friend, any kind of relationship. You need someone who will walk alongside you, that will help you and remind you who God is. That's why we have authentic friendships. I have a verse here, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10, which states, Two are better than one, because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Mm. One thing I like in this verse is that it says it's good to have a friend. So if one falls, the other can help you up. It's saying that like friends will help each other. Mm -hmm. And in an authentic friendship, it won't let the other fall. I love how Katie pointed out the part where it says friends help each other. Because this is in Ecclesiastes, but we just read in Genesis where God said, um, We're not to be alone. Yeah, make him a helper fit for him. Mm-hmm. And so both talk that we need someone to help us. And that's what friends are for. These I are love two, how this connects. Yes, they're two really... separate verses. Yeah. But even though they're by different authors, the Bible has one theme. And this is part of that theme. Mm-hmm. And it, this idea that we need people helping us that will bring us closer to God. So yeah, do you have someone that will be there when you fall it's important to have those authentic friendships. It's also important to be the one that helps the other up. I just can't stop thinking about how amazing it is that when God created Adam, he knew that he, like, he can't be alone. Mm-hmm. He, um, he said it's not good that man should be alone. It's just, I think it's just so amazing mm-hmm. to see that God doesn't want us to be alone. Yeah. That's why he gives us relationships of so many kinds to be mm-hmm. there and help us. And in return, we help others. Yes. Now, friendship does not replace God in your life. God is a higher priority than friendship, but he desires for us to have authentic friendships. The thing is, Jesus is our true friend. He's the one we can turn to when we're in need. People will fail us. Our friends will mess up and we will be disappointed. Jesus will not. But some people take that and think, well... I have Jesus. I'll be in my Bible on my own all the time, which is great to be in your Bible on your own. But we need fellowship with others. We need someone who points something out in the Bible that we didn't see before. Someone to make us think deeper. Mm -hmm. So Jesus comes first, but we actually need great friends that will help us put Jesus first. That's so funny because that reminds me of Grace and I recently went on a vacation trip and I Mm -hmm. taught her how to play how to play the game speed and um I taught her and she picked it up like really really fast and in this game and then I beat you a lot but (laughs) in this game um basically you're given a card like let's say it's two you have to put an ace or a three on top so basically like you want to be the first person to get rid of all your cards and that's why the game is mm-hmm. called speed well anyways grace was kicking my butt and then eventually <laughs> i started kicking her butt yeah and yeah we just, yeah I, I, we just kept getting faster and faster on each other because we were helping each other to be better mm-hmm. yeah. in that game it's just so funny to see how like mm-hmm. studying the bible with a 
small group or one-on-one with a friend or um or a group leader mm-hmm. of a small group just to help each other get better and learn more yeah. about God and you just to learn more and more mm-hmm. and more yeah. I, I think that's amazing it's it's great to have a mentor that will help you go through the Bible but it's also great to have someone that's at the same spot in your faith that you're equally yoked with because then you can learn from each other. Like Katie was saying, Katie and I pretty much have the same ability when it comes to that card game. And it pushed both of us to be better. Mm-hmm. If Katie was amazing at it and I was just horrible, then she would just keep winning. But it wouldn't force her to get better. That's why you need someone that's really at the same level as you so you can push each other further. Yeah. And I'm sure we've all heard the phrase, honor God in everything you do. Um, well, here in this verse that where God is saying that it's not good that man should be alone, you're honoring God by being in a relationship with people. Mm-hmm. That's part of honoring God because it's saying right here, that's what he wants you to do. That's, yes. He's saying that you shouldn't be alone. You should find people mm-hmm. that you can that you can share the gospel with or grow together, learning more about God, or simply, like, enjoying Mm -hmm. your time together. Yes. And now when we say relationship, I want to point out that relationship is any connection between two people. It's not always romantic, in a sense. Mm -hmm. They're, like, friendship is a relationship. You're, um, Siblings. siblings, a parent with their child, a grandparent with a grandchild, aunt, niece, any kind of combination. There's some sort of connection, between the two is a relationship and all of those matter and we're talking about friendship specifically but all relationships should be forgiving encouraging and Mm christ-centered now we're talking about what this authentic friendship looks like but how do we get that authentic friendship this is a question i asked myself all through elementary school i had friends but I would always come back to the question of how do I get that one best friend? Because, you know, I'm watching Disney Channel and I'm seeing all these best friends. Where on? I'm sure you can think of like a Disney show or something. Hannah Montana comes to mind. <laughs> okay. Well, on Hannah Montana, they're like best friends, always there for each other. And I'm like, I want a friendship like that because I'd have friendships, but then, you know, something would happen and then we wouldn't be as close anymore. I'm like, I need a good friendship. Mm-hmm. And... As I said in the last episode, when I really needed a good friend, I prayed for one. This was around elementary school, um, and then in sixth grade, God gave me grace. Mm-hmm. And one piece of advice I have for you is to pray. It definitely took a while. I prayed mm-hmm. for a long time. I started maybe around third or fourth grade, and then it was only, it was like sixth grade when I finally met Grace. And it took even more time after that for us to get as close as we are now. Mm-hmm. And another tip is to just start with a simple hello. Yes. You might see a brother who has fallen and has no one to pick them up, as we said in Ecclesiastes. And you can be that person to help them get up, the one that has no friends. Yes. And again, it just starts with a simple hello. It can, mm-hmm. it's... That's how things That's start. Mm-hmm. And like Katie said, prayer, sometimes when God doesn't answer your prayer right away, it's not a no. It's just a wait. And yeah. so when you don't see the answer to your prayer, either God is saying wait or he's saying I have something better in store. Because I assure you, my friends, 
that God does answer prayer and he does hear you. Whether that be the response that you want and when you want it, he is still listening and taking care of you. Mm-hmm. So trust him. Pray and trust him. Now, I had great friends back in elementary and sometimes as you get older, you lose those friends and move on to different friends, especially as you get into junior high, then you get into high school. And I was always like, I'm going to have the same friends my entire life that I had back in kindergarten. And I do still talk with some of those girls that I've been friends with since preschool, but it's okay to outgrow some friends because sometimes you grow spiritually and the friends you're with don't. And you mature and you change with age. And now that I'm more matured, I'm able to find my true best friend, which is Katie. But it's okay to outgrow some friends. And as you're outgrowing, you're going to be looking for new friends. And the new friends you're going to look for are going to be people that are more like you now. So how I get some new friends and I'm going to, you know, talk, hang out, I will place myself in situations where I will be more likely to find someone with the same interests as myself or with my same values. For me especially, I enjoy meeting people at youth groups and church retreats. Personally, I truly started getting close to Katie through Pearls of Purity. That's who sponsors us and they're an amazing organization for uh, girls. And when you go there, you're typically going there with people of similar values and you're learning the same things, and they're helping you to mature at the same rate. So it's a great place to meet someone that will really help you grow in your relationship with Christ. Like I said, that's where I really started becoming friends with Katie. So I suggest if you're a strong Christian, attend Christian camps, retreats, youth groups, small groups, um, organizations, all of those. Those are great places to meet people. Also, Katie and I also started getting closer because we were dancing together. We both love dance. So it's a combination of the things you like and especially the things that you value in life. Yeah. Um, and your morals, too. <laughs> Another question you might ask yourself when looking for an authentic ren- friendship is, what's my role in a friendship? And honestly, in a friendship, you'll have many roles mm-hmm. because you'll become what your friend needs at the time. Rather than be a friend to support her, a mom to comfort her, a guardian that won't let her do stupid things and get hurt. (laughs) There's so many different roles and sometimes they'll just come naturally. Mm -hmm. Like you'll just know that like this is what my friend needs right now. They need a hug or they need some good strong advice or they just need someone that Mm -hmm. will support them and what they're doing at the moment yeah that reminds me of romans twelve fifteen, which we mentioned earlier rejoice with those who rejoice weep with those who weep like katie said you need to fit the role that your friend needs at the time so like katie said yeah we take on many roles but personally and um my friend group at my school i am totally the mom friend you can ask any of my friends they all know it you can actually ask the people that aren't my friends they can just see it (laughs) not that like i don't get along with them like just people that i'm not as close with um katie and i become more of what the other needs at any given moment since it's really just the two of us but like i said i have a friend group at my um school and it's four of us and i'm definitely the mom friend but 
Um, one of them is kind of like the principal who keeps us from doing stupid things. I asked her how she would describe herself, and she also called herself the therapist. Kind of makes sense. <laughs> um, and then there's one who's super athletic and also super duper funny. A little bit blonde, but she's amazing. And then the last one. <clears throat> and then the last one. She is the entertainment of the group and super carefree. Um, I love I love them all dearly. They're amazing. But we all take on different roles because we need each other and we together make this strong group. So think, what's your role in a friendship? How can you become the role that your friend needs? What is your typical role? Just be your, with, just be honest with yourself. And so, this is what authentic friendship looks like. You take on the role your friend needs. You forgive, you encourage, mm-hmm. and you have fellowship together so that you have a Christ-centered, authentic friendship. Yay! <laughs> Man, this is a shorter episode. Yeah. yeah. But we still have our closing odd fact. Yes, yes, yes. So our closing odd fact is 136 million chickens are killed each day. That is truly sad because more are killed than are born. I know. These are how many chickens we can... We have 62 million chickens that we can eat and 136 that we have eaten. Yeah, pretty much. We should really put the flag at half mass for them. Poor chickies. What? We should really put the flag at half mass for them. Oh. I love chickens, man. <laughs> chickens are so funny to watch. Anyone that says, like, they have chickens at home, and I'm like, I want to see your chickens. I love going to Roll King. You have little baby chicks. I like looking at them. <gasps> They're so chickens. adorable. I don't really like animals. I can't get too close to them, but I like to watch them. And it's not because she has allergies. She's just not like, an animal person. I don't like animals. Or a little kid person. Or a people person. Okay, whatever. Grace, <laughs> share our Instagram. Yes. So we do have an Instagram now. That is sisterlyadvice underscore podcast. Once again, that's sisterlyadvice underscore podcast. There you can get reminders and updates and just super fun content about our latest episodes and where to find them. So yes, go follow our Instagram. Then we also have our email, sisterlyadvice2020 at gmail.com, where we would love you guys to send in any funny stories that you may have, topic suggestions for future episodes, or maybe you need advice on a certain topic. We'd love to help you with that. That's it for today. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye.